everyone. I'm Stacey Lee Sherwood from Reality Checks with Stacey Lee coming to you on All About Animals Radio. Now, if you think animal issues are just about animals, well, no, they involve politics and economics, so they really do affect all of us. I hope you learn a little something today, maybe be motivated to act and enjoy the show. So with that, today's topic are wild but non-native monkeys whose very existence is up for grabs. Once again, we have a group of people whose only way of dealing with wildlife is to kill them. Sadly, this has become a very common but unfortunate theme these days, even though there are alternatives available. In March of 2023, the government of St. Martin received a letter with 75 signatories offering their support in an effort to halt reported plans to kill these pre-living green monkeys on the island as a means of population control. Now, Born Free USA, which is a pretty well-known animal protection organization, is leading the effort to save the monkeys. Now, this letter was signed by the world's leading primate and animal protection experts. So these aren't just you know, civilians. These are people who actually would know what to do and can offer sustainable, humane alternatives. But as of today, these groups are still awaiting a response and the fate of the monkeys hangs in the balance. So that is why we are here today. So I am talking to a hero for our own wild, but non-native, but non-destructive monkeys uh, here in so, Florida. Uh, Dr. Missy Williams, she runs the Dania Beach Vervet Project, uh, a fantastic project. And of course, this subject is near and dear to her heart. So that's why we have on, her on the show. So Dr. Missy, welcome. And thank you for being here um, and for shedding some light on a topic that is probably kind of going under the radar and definitely needs to be exposed as many issues, many issues don't come to light on the on the media, shall we say. So let's start with the just the basics of how many monkeys approximately live on the island and how do they get there? Based on the Nature Foundation's report, they claim that perhaps one idea is that the monkeys arrived on the island as pets. So in the 1950s, people said that islanders kept them as pets. According to the Nature Foundation's report, the first wild vervet monkey sighting was in the 1970s. Um, I don't think they really have accurate count of the monkey population on the island after reviewing the information presented in the report um, by the Nature Foundation. So they're claiming 450 monkeys are to be culled. Um, however, when you look at the data they presented, they did not do any all-day follows, sun up to sun down. They estimated social groups could have anywhere from 10 to 50 monkeys. That's a wide range. That's an estimate for sure. And there's error in there. Um, and they only surveyed, oh, excuse me, so out of the 121 surveyed sites, only 20 of those sites, did they actually see monkeys? Um, and yeah, so that didn't make any sense to me either. Um, and then looking at the report, they said that the average number of monkeys documented in the morning were four individuals, and at night were five individuals, if I'm interpreting their, their data table correctly. So to assume there's 450 monkeys based on that data, it doesn't seem to work. Right. Well, if you don't have accurate data, it's hard to correctly assess the situation and come up with a plan that works, which we've, right. come, to, we've, we've come to find out. I, I know with the wild horses, for instance, 
um, the government, the Bureau of Land Management will say, oh, there's 70, 80,000 wild horses. I can tell you that hasn't been true for 20 or 30 years. I, I mean, if there's 20,000, but it's kind of a common theme, and this isn't just a, a, a thing in the US, where government agencies will exaggerate, sometimes quite creatively exaggerate the number of animals to say, oh my gosh, there's so many, we're overrun. We can, we can hunt or kill however many, um, and it will still be sustainable population. So that could also be, be part of it. Um, so let me ask you for those people who are not familiar with the terminology, you know, native, non-native, can you explain what is the difference between a native and a non-native species? Right, so a non-native species, plant or animal, um, is not endemic to the area that it's being observed at. Um, invasive means that non-native population has grown, it has spread out of the introduced area, mm -hmm. and the population is growing exponentially, which poses a threat to the local uh, ecosystem. So there have been no impact studies done on the St. Martin monkeys to see if that's really what's going on. Right. So until there's an official study completed, those monkeys should still just be labeled simply as a non-native species. There's nothing to support. They don't have the original number of monkeys um, that originated on the island. Um, there's no way to estimate if that population is even really growing. They argue in the report that the population doubles every year. That has not been reported in any population worldwide at all. So for them to get an appropriate population estimate, they need to know and the number of individuals present. They need to accurately determine age and sex class of that population. They need to determine the mortality rate of age and sex classes. And they also need to calculate the interbirth interval. Without that information, you cannot make an accurate population estimate of growth at all. They did not do that and they do not have that data that it's been presented in this report. Right, and also it's my understanding that you can be a native uh, species but still be classified as invasive. Oh, wow, yeah. So there's, I think that terminology is used under the context of the narrative of the group that is um, trying to rally for whatever motivation that they have. And right. so it gets used and exploited a lot, those terms, absolutely. Right, because people hear the term non-native, of course, I, I would point out that uh, Europeans are non-native to the US, just as, a, as, just as an example, we have, we're kind of out of control here, you could argue, but people right. hear that, right, and they hear non-native, oh, well, we got to, you know, we got to get rid of it. But here in Florida, probably, ha probably half the plant species and certainly most of the reptiles are actually non-native. Some are harmless and some are, some are not. And then, of course, we have plenty of invasive species that are native. But yeah, you're right, people, people hear that. And that's like a trigger. Like if you wanna rally people to be on your side, they'll say, oh, they're not native. And then you kind of throw out a number as you pointed out that uh, isn't even factually based on, on any kind of a, a research. Is there any reason why um, they've come up with a plan to kill the monkeys without actually determining a true number for the population or why they haven't done any data to see if they're even creating havoc in the wild? Because they've been there for, what, 50, 60 years now, at least, right? 
Yeah, if they're arguing that they originated in the 50s from the pet trade, that's, okay. you know, it's almost as long as our vervet monkey population here in Dania. It's right. a long time. Um, I don't know why they have not completed an official impact study survey. I don't know. Um, it's very difficult to communicate with the individuals on the island, either the Nature Foundation or the government. Uh, they haven't responded to the initial letter that was sent on free. So this really has become a one-sided case. We're doing our own uh, fact checks. We're doing our own explorations and making assumptions based on what we find. They have yet to respond to anything or present data to support what they're what they're arguing for. Right. And it was the Nature Foundation that had the report that said that the what is the the Nature Foundation had claimed that the population could double in just yes. one year, but that's impossible. Yeah, like I just mentioned, it's that means every monkey would have to contribute to the population, and that does not happen. So if you look at population growth and other populations of vervet monkeys around the world, that never happens, right? So females only give birth once a year. Sometimes they skip birth seasons, right. and uh, they only give birth to one offspring, and the mortality rate for offspring is 50%. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's impossible for a population to double. Right. So that's so, probably and I don't so that's probably yeah. along the lines of trying to get people all whipped up that oh my gosh, the population's gonna double and then double and then double, and that kind of buys into the, the government plan that they're already out of control, right? Right, right. And I think the government, you know, just like here in the state of Florida, they rely on certain agencies to present information to make decisions with and then dole out tax dollars. Right. So I think the government is relying on the accuracy of the Nature Foundation and expects them to be the experts. Mm -hmm. So they assume the reports that they receive are accurate, not realizing that there's lots of false information presented in that nature report. So is the Nature Foundation kind of responsible for monitoring the population or um, I would really kind of appoint themselves? I don't know what the role is on the island. Like I've said, um, they won't communicate with me at all. Um, they won't communicate with any outside resources or other outside organizations. So we really don't know if they are the only ones making decisions for the island's um, wildlife. So it'd be nice we, for some transparency. It, it, yeah, it definitely would. Well, I know in Florida, we don't always have a lot of transparency either, and that can be very frustrating and rarely, rarely helps the wildlife, that, that is true, or the people, the genuine people trying, trying to help. Um, so instead of actually just killing all the monkeys, what would be a viable alternative to that? Well, I assume um, that the population is definitely much smaller than what they're projecting. So when I looked at their, their report, they said that the field research based on their uh, observation shows an underestimation of monkeys on the island. However, they're using reported, um, they're using reports from residents to calculate this number. And after doing field research for 10 years, and talking to people who see our monkeys regularly on a daily basis, they're like, oh my God, there are 50 monkeys here this morning. No, there weren't. There's 17 in that group, right? <laughs> so you, you know, 
So, and, you know, you can't rely on the community's observations when you're calculating scientific data. It's anecdotal data, right? It's a good place to start, right? but certainly it shouldn't be used as accurate information. You know, if you interview anybody about the number, anything they see, it's either less or more. It's exaggerated number than what it is factually. And I think that's what, what happened here. So, you know, they stated that, um, like I said, the field research shows an underestimation of monkeys on the island, but they did not consider the fact that maybe it's actually smaller than what they expected, right? They just went for the bigger number. Right. Um, but I'm going to assume that it's much smaller based on the data they've presented. And this is certainly the time now to mitigate populations, which is what they're concerned about. And this can be done through humane sterilization, mm -hmm. um, which leads to attrition of the population. Right. And in the meantime, you know, there are ways to prevent these animals from coming into people's gardens or into the farms. Those were the people who were complaining, agricultural people. Those were the only people that it seems that they surveyed, right? So they said that they surveyed 143 people. Okay. Meanwhile, the population of the island is 77,000 people. That's okay, so not that a true, accurate survey. People, they surveyed how many? 140 something? 143 respondents. Okay, so that's like less than 0.00001%. Okay, right. Yeah, it's 0.19% of the island's population. So if you're approaching the government to take communities tax dollars, you would expect that everyone would be able to make a fair and educated, informed opinion about where their money is going. Right. However, based on the data that shows that they spread through social media, which is a great way to do it, but there's other means that you should consider when you're doing an island survey. And it was mainly through agricultural groups mm. and agricultural groups on the island. They represent 1% of the GDP, mm. 1%. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's, it's a small minority. So I think if they really wanted to fairly assess the island's opinion, yes, you should do it through social media. However, you should go through uh, the newspaper. You should go out to community groups and give a talk, leave the surveys behind there, go interview people um, at, uh, I'm trying to think like grocery stores, etc. So I did a survey for my monkeys, right? And I had a link and it was anonymous. I put it out everywhere. I didn't want just the people who see the monkeys and like the monkeys to respond. I wanted a general opinion. Wow. So we did news stories. We put it out in news links through um, interviews we did on live TV. It was disseminated through all different uh, avenues because I wanted to see what people really thought. I went and gave talks in the community of um, in Dania Beach and you know in Fort Lauderdale, even up all the way up to Jupiter where they never see the monkeys, right? But it's just an appropriate way to gauge public opinion. You have to include as many people as possible to get an accurate perception of what people think and right. also to determine where do these people want their tax dollars to go? Right. So they got $500,000 reportedly from the St. Martin government. That's a lot of money. And so my argument has been, well, why don't you let these 75 expert organizations come in and sterilize the monkeys for free, mm -hmm. educate the community of how to keep these monkeys out and take that $500,000 and do something different with it right. for infrastructure, for feeding, um, 
children. I they report that we're arguing that you know children are starving and we're arguing to feed the monkeys. That's not the case at all. But if these are really legitimate social issues on the island, let us come in, fix your problem for you. You right. take that five hundred thousand dollars and work on other issues that um, need to be addressed on the island. So that's just my logical thinking about it. However, I know it's a, a different mindset and it's difficult to navigate that. Well, see now, Missy, that is your first mistake. You're trying to think logically. You know um, you can't. You know you can't do that when you deal with government agencies. I speak from personal experience. I know. I know. There's a logical way and a crazy, insane, what the heck way. They will go for that. And if you can do something that's humane or sustainable, or gosh, God forbid, free versus something that costs a lot of money, you know, taxpayer money, again, that is what they what they go to. So I'm glad you mentioned social media. So I wanted to ask you, um, like, what role does social media play in driving people's support for the government plan or their understanding of how the monkeys got there or their role in the wilderness or if they cause any kind of damage? Because social media can do good things, but it can do kind of bad things too. Right, right. It can be used for good or bad, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, there have not been any recent posts from the Nature Foundation about the monkeys on their social media page. Okay. I think okay. based on some islanders that I that I talk with, they say that they just want this to be um, kind of swept under the carpet and people forget about it. Yeah. So I think they just don't bring it up. Uh, the folks who do continue to voice concerns are the people who are the farmers on the island. So I think maybe that they're actually trying to expand their agricultural sector to use it as an income for the island. Um, but they haven't confirmed that. So we don't know what's going on with that. You know, we don't know really how many farmers are impacted, um, how many farms are there. What are the goals for the farmers? Is it for personal use? Is it for business growth? We don't know how many monkeys come into the garden, how often they come into the garden. So this information would be very useful if it was put out on social media, because um, it would help, I think, inform a lot of people what's going on, but no one will share that information. And so right now you just see lots of angry farmers posting, like that picture of the dead monkey that he was very proud right. of, um, but that's not helpful either. Right. So was it just one monkey that you said try to get into your house or was it a small group? How often was this monkey approaching? There's many, many ways to mitigate that animal from coming close to your house. Um, so killing an animal and posting it in a boastful manner really shows the lack of morality of that individual. Well, that's kind of like what trophy hunters do. You know, look at me. Yeah. I kill I kill this animal. So so the farmer claim that he just killed this one monkey because the monkey was a nuisance, I guess, is that that's right. The, he said he was trying, trying to get into his house. Trying to get but what, it, you know, but they really don't understand primate behavior. One woman posted a video of macaques in Asia and she mm -hmm. said they were attacking people. So I looked at it and it certainly were, they were not attacking. When monkeys attack, you know, you will be left yeah. with bite marks, you will be bleeding. It's not pretty. These monkeys were stealing food from uh, a group of folks on the beach. Okay. I said, that's not, they're not attacking people. That is an learned association that right. people mean food. Right. So that's not an attack. That's just them knowing it's an easy food source. So we're going to go steal it and run off. So, you know, like I said, the idea of 
how people interpret what they see isn't always accurate either. So maybe that monkey really wasn't trying to get into his house. We don't know. They never record this stuff. We never see it. Right. Um, so like I said, this has just become a one-sided argument on our side because we're not getting anything from the island. And it's very frustrating. I did have a, a question. I want to circle back. You said that the monkeys had been there since the 1970s or 1950s or for all we know, even, even before that. So that's a long right. time. So why now? Why, why is everyone in an uproar now in 2023 when the monkeys have been there all along? I mean, if they were trying to, you know, break into people's homes and wrecking havoc on the farms, I would think that they would pretty much do that right at the get-go. I don't think that it would take 50, 60, 70 years and multiple generations to suddenly go, hey, there's a farm over there. I'm going to go, you know, cause problems. Right. It seems illogical, right? Right. You're correct. Yeah. I, I, you would expect to see historically people complaining of like, what are we going to do? Maybe they have, and it just never left the island, you know? Um, but I was told by one of the rangers at the Nature Foundation, after the hurricane came through, people resorted to planting um, food in their garden for themselves. So maybe it stems from this post-hurricane idea of, well, you know, maybe I should just start growing my own food and expand this. Like I said, I don't know if it's for business or personal use. So maybe more people are starting to plant fruits and vegetables than before, right? And this has led to the, the outcry. However, like you said, what was going on before? They would associate people's houses with food, I'm assuming. I don't know. Like I said, there's so many questions that we don't have the answers to. So we just make lots of assumptions. Right. Right. Now, which hurricane would that have been? Would that have been Irma in 2017 or Maria or? I believe so. I'd have to go back and look. But okay. um, I know the island did get wiped out. I saw it was horrific. And they're still recovering from that, right? So once again, take that $500,000 and put it back into infrastructure, fix and repair what was damaged. They right. do rely on tourism, right? So use right. that to boost your tourism, build new hotels, you know, build new excursion activities for your tourists. And people come to the island to see the monkeys. That's a whole nother ecotourism opportunity they're missing. I was I was just going to, you read my mind. I was just going to mention that. Surely people will, I mean, I know here in Florida, when I first got here, people are like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, there's wild monkeys. Um, originally, there were the squirrel monkeys at the Bonnet House, which um, basically are, are gone at this point. And right. um, the Dania, the vervet monkeys um, in Dania Beach. Uh, and so I heard about that years ago and everybody knew about it. And basically everybody was like, oh, you've got to see these monkeys. It's amazing. They were happy. They were thrilled. They wanted to go down. They wanted to take pictures. Obviously some were, you know, trying to feed them. Um, right. But it, it was like a positive thing. And it was even, well, it was a little more localized. I don't know that it necessarily benefited tourism per se. Right. But certainly the um, monkeys up at uh, Silver, Silver Spring, right? Yes. Well, so there is tourism. Uh, a lot of people go into the park hoping to see the monkeys, right? And they go down there. And then, of course, it's pretty far away if you're in South Florida or some other state. So you want to stay overnight. So that would be car rental. That would be airplane, obviously food, right? We would need food. So that does actually generate that. And I'm, I, I know from, ex, from experience and also from being here for so long, so many people have gone up there multiple times because contrary to some of the misleading conceptions, wildlife doesn't just hang out on the road going, 
hey, I'm here. Take a yeah. take my picture. You really, you really gotta look look for them, and it's more hit, more missed than hit, and it's really kind of lucky. So sometimes people are really determined, and they make several trips up there. And every time they do, like, oh my gosh, we were on this little boat, and we got to see the monkey and the baby monkey, and it's a it's a happy thing. So there has to be some kind of tourism involved, and they could certainly do like an eco, more like an ecotourism kind of thing, yeah. right? Absolutely. When I was there hiking um, on the French side of the island, we were going to the top of Peak Paradise. It's a huge mountainous area. And so we hiked up to the top of the hill, didn't see one monkey. Um, however, we did see several tourists who were like, hey, we're looking for the monkeys too. So, um, and then we got to the top, we saw people at the top saying, well, somebody said there was a monkey here, right? So I said, so that's funny. We're all looking for monkeys. They're hard to find. Right. Um, contrary to what the media says that they're overtaking the island. And I said, well, did you know the island's killing them? Well, why would they do that? And I explained the situation that was going on. And to them as tourists, they were like, well, that's ridiculous. Why don't you just sterilize and let us enjoy seeing your monkeys on the island, right? So yeah, like you said, they're missing a huge opportunity for ecotourism. And one of the women that I've been communicating with on the island suggested, which I think is brilliant on her part, that maybe move them to a reserve of some sort. You know, I think that's a happy compromise. Right. And say, hey, you wanna see monkeys? Come to this side of the island. You can walk through the forest and hopefully you'll be guaranteed to see them if they're all condensed into one location. And then you'd be able to have local student volunteers to, to do guides or educate people coming into that area. So I think, like you said, it would generate revenue for tourism. It would be it would be brilliant, right? Sure. And then I've also talked about a field school there. So hmm. students voted. There hasn't been any really research done on those animals. So I think it would an awesome it's an awesome opportunity to let students come into the island and do proposed research on those monkeys. You know, um, field schools make money. There's two that I know of in Costa Rica who uh, an acquaintance runs them. She has. Uh, lots of students. She's able to get professors from all over the world, wow. and they come in, and you get your. You can do two week courses. You can do four week courses. Either way, you have to pay. Obviously, like you mentioned, airplanes, wow. um, and then there is a fee you have to pay for room and board, and for food preparation. And on those research sites, they have people hired to cook for the students. Hmm. So it does also increase and contribute to to job growth. So there's plenty of viable options that I think would benefit the island. Um, it's just they have not been brought up, or if they have, they haven't been discussed outwardly. Right, right. Is there like a timeline for a decision to to occur? Um, you know, like uh, like has the government said um, we're going to make a decision by the end of the year, or is it just like sometime in the future, or we're looking to do this as soon as possible. It seems they've already started. So uh, the ranger that I spoke with said they've recruited two vets on the island to euthanize. And he sets traps Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Oh. However, um, Leslie Hickerson, Hickerson, the manager of the Nature Foundation, reportedly told um, a reporter on the island or wouldn't answer if a vet is there for humane euthanasia. She's like, well, why would you want to know? Well, that's what you put in your proposal, that the vets would be euthanizing. So she wouldn't want to answer. And from what I'm understanding, these animals, you know, farmers are killing them. 
I don't know if those trapped animals are actually making it to the vets, but people have concerned, well, how can we just keep dumping all these monkeys into the local dump? That means that it's always happening and the numbers are increasing if people are concerned about the number of dead monkeys in the dump. They want, you know, they're concerned about health concerns. So I don't, like I said, it's just been one-sided. We have questions and they don't want to answer us and I don't understand why. No, and you, you said, okay, so you said multiple farmers have already killed monkeys? Based on some of the social media um, posts that I've seen. So okay. it seems to be under the radar um, and socially acceptable to, to kill the monkeys when it comes onto your property. Um, and thusly, you know, you see the post that was right. the other day. So are they like, um, are they just waiting until a monkey comes onto their property and then they go, oh, you know, this is a nuisance or would they be luring them with traps or food? I don't know. Uh, someone posted a picture of the Nature Foundation's traps yeah. and um, they were rickety and I made the comment I could build one of those for $10 and there was a banana sitting on top of it. Mm. So it's almost baiting that animal to go into the trap. And I don't know if this trap was in a, a neighborhood or if it was on a farm. However, mm. they're not experts on monkey behavior. They will quickly associate that with a negative connotation. They will start avoiding those traps. Right. So you fool me once, you're not going to fool me twice. And if these monkeys are coming in in social groups, the ones that were not trapped observe the panic and the fear and the monkey inside. And right. we're like, oh, next time we see one of those, we will not be going inside. Exactly. Right. So there's, they'll never be able to contain the problem through euthanasia ever, you know, especially since they're so close to the other islands who have, they legitimately have a large population. I think there's 50,000 or something like that on Barbados. Wow. Um, so there will always be feeder islands of Caribbean monkeys into right. St. Martin. Right. So just killing consistently over and over is not going to be very helpful. It's always going to be a problem. Um, and you're always going to have to pay to take care of that problem. So it's going to have to be years and years of consistent euthanasia, paying a vet to do this, it's a, it's a drain on the resources that is completely unnecessary. Right, it's like the never ending cycle. It's, it's almost kind of like with the feral cats and um, almost identical where people are like, oh, well, we'll just kill all the feral cats, but that's that's an improbable, it just never happens. Really? Yeah, it's, it's unrealistic. You can yeah, never it's, do it's, it. it's unrealistic to think that you could trap all of them and kill all of them. It may sound logical, you know, um, well, we'll just trap them all and kill them all and be done with it. But you can never, ever trap all of them. And there's always some idiot, I'll just say it, some idiot um, who didn't sterilize their cat and they dump kittens and it just starts the, it starts, starts, the, starts the cycle all over again. Um, you, you said 50,000 um, on Barbados? Yeah, Barbados or St. Kitts and Nevis, both wow. islands. Right. When they say they're overrun and the monkeys are everywhere, they really mean it. So, and that's an <laughs> issue with them, with the agricultural folks, because they rely on agriculture as a mean of their incomes there. Right. So, um, but what's really interesting is those islands still promote the monkeys as a means of tourism. So yes, the farmers there in the islands kill them or they're trapped and sent to um, the U.S. for lab use. However, they're still used for tourism. They're not 
advertising, look, we're killing our monkeys. We're saying, hey, come, come visit, come see our monkeys, right? So, and that's quite opposite of St. Martin. They're saying, we're gonna kill our monkeys. So if you come to see our monkeys, they probably won't be here because we're trying to kill them, you know, or they've learned really quickly that people are, are horrible and mean and have a negative association pe with people. So they're gonna duck away anyway, you know? Like I was on the island for four days. I drove all over the island and there were only two spots that I found the monkeys. Mm. Um, and the one time I observed just two monkeys, it was an adult male and what looked like from a distance, uh, a female. Mm -hmm. And in another spot, maybe we saw four or five at the most, but they were not keen on people, let me tell you that. Right. So for them to claim that the island is overrun by monkeys is certainly untru untrue. I drove everywhere, I interviewed people. I said, where do I go see the monkeys? And most people said, eh, you might see them every once in a while. Hmm. And they're like, you know, I said, well, what do you think about them killing him? They're like, I don't think they need to do that. She goes, yeah, that might be annoying, you know, which is fine. You can have an opinion like that. I don't care. But no one certainly said, oh, God, we have to kill them. That was not the, the opinion that I walked away with, with the surveys that I took myself on the island. Right, right. So you spent four days, just to stress this point, you spent four days actively spending time trying to find them and you found maybe four. That's a very different number from the 400 At and- the most, maybe 10. It was 10, maybe, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I was lucky, I was, so I got, you know, I landed, I was looking, scanning. I'm like, oh, you know, based on their news stories, I should encounter a monkey up in the trees over oh, here. Just like if you went, did not happen. And, um, <laughs> that was really weird and people are like oh yeah no and so of course the people who support this call right. are criticizing my four days however i do tell them well originally the nature foundation ranger was going to show me around the island so i would have been able to see what they were talking about right they found out that i was surveying or excuse me um sharing the petition of you know that saint martin is killing monkeys please sign here however in the initial conversation that I established with the ranger, he was like, well, why do you care about the monkeys so much? So he knew that I wasn't a fan of killing the monkeys. So anyway, we were going back and forth. He was gonna show me around. And apparently someone in the Nature Foundation saw that I was not in favor of this. He emailed and said, I can no longer help you. I'm terribly sorry. Okay, well, now I'm left to my own devices for four days to do my own research and drive around the island and see what people think of the monkeys. Did you know they were killing the monkeys, et cetera? And a lot of people were in the dark about it, you know? So <clears throat> I wish they would have kept up on that agreement to show me around because I could have walked away with more information to present to folks who are invested and curious about what's going on. Right. And of course, the irony, because you run the Dania Beach Berber Project and have encountered almost the exact the exact same thing where people just throw out numbers oh there's like hundreds of monkeys no there's not oh they're all over the place no no there's not no no they're not oh they're 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 giving us i don't know venereal disease and all kinds of things no, oh god yeah 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 yeah, god, no. yeah. and the god, ranger even us. said that that's he's like well, what about we're gonna spread diseases <clears throat> well that's I another go-to thing they spread diseases right yeah so i sent him uh, a clip that was done a peer-reviewed paper that says caribbean vervet monkeys are typically disease-free. That's why they get shipped to the labs in the U.S. Right. So that that's not going to work. And he, I do remember him telling me that they don't need experts on vervets to help with the solution. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's, right. 
fair based on your report that you need an expert because the information you're presenting is wrong. Right. Or it's per poorly documented. So I don't know. It's just very interesting. I, you know, one lady said, you know, mind your business, stay off, you know, stay away from the island and go back to the USA. Hmm. So it's just, you know, different cultural perceptions maybe of how we view animals versus some folks, or it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just a mystery. It, it is. Well, oftentimes if someone says, well, we don't need an expert, that's because they want to control the narrative because they already have a predetermined idea what they want to do. And they don't want anyone countering it and saying, oh, no, no, that's, that's, that's not what you do. That's not, that's not logical. Um, right. It's not sustainable. It's not even economical. It's not politically correct. Um, it's not humane. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And that, right. that's another reason why they might have only uh, asked 140 uh, farmers as opposed to, you know, even 10 or 20% of the 70 something thousand people that live there, because they would probably get a very different answer. And then they have right. to come back and come up, come up with another idea, which of course would not cost them anything and would kind of solve the problem, but they might have a predetermined idea of what, what they want to do. Um, I think, so, I think you're correct on that. Yeah. It's just so, the agricultural people are, is a very small group of people that are making all the noise right, and right. pressuring, I think, the Nature Foundation to do what they want right. and disregarding the idea that other people on the islands, they, you know, people on the island might have had solutions as well, but they were never given the opportunity to express or offer services. So I don't does know. Does the Nature but, Foundation yeah. have any other conservation projects that they have been successful at or are they more just like a consulting organization or what's what's their kind of role based on what i see on social media they're active in the community doing uh, like plastics um i think okay. something else was maybe some ocean issues so they're doing other things to engage the community however for some odd reason this is just being kept very hush hush the monkey issue is under wraps or it's not under wraps but they're not talking about it. And when you approach them about it, they don't want to talk about it. But I guess if you called and said, hey, we're interested in talking about your plastic free ocean trash cleanup, whatever, they would have a ton to say about that, right? Right. So, you know, it's certain things they, they're pushing through to the public and certain things that they aren't. Hmm. And I wanted to ask you one, one more question. Um, okay, so we know the farmers are taking matters into their own hand. Did you say that the vets, they, they hired vets. Did you say that they were already in the process of killing the monkeys? Organizing, yes, yeah. So he sets traps Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if a monkey's in the trap, based on the conversation that I had with this ranger is yes, those monkeys do go to the vet to be euthanized. However, like I said, the manager of Nature Foundation will not confirm or refuse to answer if a vet was present during euthanasia. So what does that mean? I don't know. It's weird. Then who, okay, then then who who's doing the euthanasia then? I don't know. Like I don't know. Like the, the I was so excited that the ranger was going to show me all these things, right? Yeah. So I could have factual information, and they said, nope, we're not going to help you. Um, please don't come. I'm going to come. I booked my ticket, my hotel. I'm coming, <laughs> and um, here I am, right? So yeah, I really don't know what's going on. Are those monkeys being really humanely euthanized? No one knows. No one knows. Yeah. They're because, concerned about the monkeys building up in the dump. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, aside from being inhumane and tragic and really unnecessary, that can also be a 
that can become a human health issue, but also a health a health issue for other wildlife as well. That's oh God, that's just that that's not good. But I was I was always under the impression that a veterinarian did did the euthanasia. Um, but I that's what I would assume. That's yeah, what that's not good. That's, that's no. So if you're just training people to participate in euthanasia, there's right. room for error. They're not an expert. They're not medically trained, and that can cause um, an animal welfare issue if it's not done properly. The yeah. animal will yeah. suffer. Yeah, exactly. So I just hate hearing about stuff like this. Yeah, it's horrible, you know, and, you know, they argue once again that we're prioritizing monkeys over people. It's not that. We're offering solutions for farmers to maintain their farms, to get the monkeys away from their farms. We have ideas for that. And, you know, the Verbit Monkey Foundation in South Africa, the Monkey Helpline in South Africa, they deal with this all the time. St. Martin is an is not an isolated event you know human wildlife conflict is global oh, and yes. so you know we have two organizations who've been in the business for 30 or 40 years and are able to help reduce monkey visits and crop rating you should listen to what they have to say right because like you said killing isn't going to work every time a monkey shows up they just know that's where we go to get food so if you can break that disassociation of this guy's house as yummy food items then they won't show up anymore. You know, you can put up strategically placed feeding stations away from right. the areas that they frequent and they'll learn to go to the feeding stations instead. Right, and after all, can... they're primates and they're extremely intelligent as, as we know, right? So uh, it's, it's, it's not like trying to, re, you know, retrain a, a bird or anything like that. Um, oftentimes people cause problems and then they, they kind of whine and cry, oh, you know, this, that, like with raccoons, right? People leave out their trash um, and with bears, they, they either leave out the trash or it's not secured or whatever. And then of course the poor animal, because we've destroyed their habitat and we've, we've hunted and killed a lot of their food source. So that's a lot of it too. Uh, so they're just, they're hungry. They've got babies to feed. Uh, we would do the same thing if it was us. Um, uh, but we like we like to blame other species for that. And so the bears and raccoons come in looking for food. And then the, that person is like, oh, my gosh, now I have a problem. Someone needs to kill it and fix it. But they created that problem. Right. They created that problem. I see that all the time. So is there anything for people listening? Is there anything uh, people wanted to help stop this or help the monkeys? Is there anything that we can do or anyone to contact? Yeah, I think directly contacting the Nature Foundation of St. Martin, the okay. government of St. Martin, to let them know that, you know, please explore other options. Right. Stop killing the monkeys. There's free help available. Take advantage of that. And also go to the Born Free website to find a petition and sign it. Share that petition with all of your friends on social media, whatever outlet you need to, to let people know that, hey, there's an offer on the table to help, and there are solutions to make all parties happy. Right. I will include all those links um, when we're done with the show, and that that will be uh, that will take you right to the websites with more information. And so, hopefully, people listening, you know, can can do something. So, um, I guess we will leave it there. So, I'm so glad to to talk to you about this. Thank I, you. I Thank you. Hope 
you know, this enlightens people, um, not just for the monkeys on St. Martin, but in general, as Missy had said, this is a global problem. It's not just monkeys, it's horses, it's dogs, it's birds, it's bats, it's, 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 it's pretty much everything at this point. Um, and also I would encourage people to not just believe what you hear, whether it comes from the government, social media, or anywhere. If someone says they're overrun, they're out of control, there's too many, it takes five minutes to Google something and find out, oh, it's not 80,000 horses, it's 20,000. It's not 450 monkeys, it's maybe 50, right? Um, and then, then when you have facts, when you have the truth and when you have facts, you can make an intelligent, uh, God forbid, logical decision, right? Otherwise, you're just you're just making making things worse. Right. So, I call those people sheeple, just following along. Yes, yes. And I've seen many Facebook memes where, uh, and I do like sheep, they are cute. Yes. <laughs> but I have, seen, I have seen many memes where there's a bunch of sheep, you know, and it's kind of like people don't want to think that that they are like that or that they are easily manipulated. But the truth is history has taught us that that we that we can be and that we are and we still are you know and here's here's yet another example right when when you were there and you talked to people and they're like why are they doing this they're they're not they're not causing any problem and we hardly see them right and yet yeah. only listen to the government or the farmers which is a, you know they have their own agenda probably you would think that if you got to St. Martin my gosh there'd be monkeys all over the place and they'd be stealing your food and biting you and causing all kinds of problems and none of that is even really remotely true if it was that we would see those reports we would see the evidence of that so yeah, the people in St. Martin the tourists would post that on social media in a hot minute. Like, oh my exactly. gosh, I was at the beach and this monkey came up and stole my food. Exactly. And then that. bit me. And then bit me. <laughs> right? Yes. I was like, never see that. Yeah. So I don't, you know, like yeah. we're here, you know, I started, we are uh, save the SXM monkeys Facebook page, mm -hmm. you know, just to get their attention because they kept refusing to address. So, you know, this really was the only way that I could get their attention. Right. Um, maybe through a little bit of crazy posting, but, you know, you have to draw light to this you know, this situation. So we're here to help, we want to help. And, um, you know, we certainly don't want to see the people's uh, means of income suffer at all. That's not what we're trying to do either, no. right? So we want their farmers, you know, we want your farms to grow and you're able to sell your fruits. That's fabulous. That's great, you know? Um, however, we don't think the monkeys should be, should be killed for associating your plot of land with food when there's other ways sustainable to keep them away. And not, not only that, but if you took if you took all these organizations up uh, on their um, suggestions and right. you had the monkeys sterilized, then, then basically they would go extinct <clears throat> organically, so to speak, right? And then if you put them on a, on a reserve with plenty of natural food, um, or even if volunteers you know dropped off fruit or nuts or whatever, they would be fine, they'd be contained, it wouldn't be a problem. And then the, was it $500,000? Well, then perhaps you could dole some of that out to the farmers, right, to help them uh, either buy more land or sustainably grow crops or advertise, export. I mean, there's a variety of things, right? So it would be like a, gosh, a win-win situation to do that and to just kill yeah, the monkeys. Absolutely. You know, that's really, aside from being cool, that's not, that, not really, not really the Doesn't answer. work. No. no, no, no. Like, you know, socioeconomically, everyone on the island should flourish. You know, there's no reason for them not to have that support from the government and perhaps seek a different uh, avenue for 
other on the alternative to tours and that's fabulous so right. you know we're not poo-pooing on that at all we're just saying hey you know you're, it's going to be a constant battle for you and your farms if you just keep killing because they're not mitigating the behavior of that animal well with so, those other, other feeder islands and then of course the international pet trade you're never gonna that's a global problem so you'd, you'd have to address that as a global issue too but also you could get some bad PR like the Faroe Islands. Um, it might be a beautiful island, but they're known for unbelievable, brutal, savage killing of the pilot whales. And that's all over social media, right? So people hear that and Denmark kind of owns the Faroe Islands. So when you hear that, you're like, oh wait, isn't that the place where they kill all those whales? You know, maybe we'll go on a vacation someplace else, right? Right. And yes. maybe, maybe they they maybe maybe they read something like, oh, you know, that this uh, this island here in the Caribbean, they did a wonderful thing, and they've got some monkeys. Maybe we'll go there. So you know, to the government of Saint Martin, uh, that might be some good PR. You don't want to be like the Faroe Islands, right? Or Taji, right? Taji. And right. Oh gosh, that's that's Islands. awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. This is a great PR opportunity for them. It is. It is for them. It is for them. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. To say, hey. We're going to work with these professional organizations. We're going to help our farmers succeed. We're going to make sure the monkey population is sterilized and either use it for ecotourism or, or like I said, a field school. You, like you said, it's a win-win. There's solutions out there to help everyone. I love the field school idea. Too, too bad I'm not a student anymore. I think I'm too old. I would I love, I love totally go idea. down there and teach a class. <laughs> I would have no problems doing that. So I think, um, you know, and it's, be more cost effective, you know, if you're here in the States to fly down there, I think, then when you go overseas, you have to get these permits and it's expensive to go abroad, you know, so some of my colleagues go to Africa and the permitting process and the cost is exorbitant, right? Right. Especially if you're a student, but if you can offer something that's relatively close to the U.S. and not too expensive, you get that authentic field research, you're contributing to science, you're contributing to the economic growth of the island, why not? I think it'd be, it'd be great. I have no, I have to sign up in a minute. Right. And, yeah. and conservation. Um, and also it, it could be like a template for other, other governments, other islands, other countries to follow suit. So it would be, you know, like you said, like a win-win, a win-win situation. One can only hope that uh, once again, sanity comes. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. We're, we're trying to organize a, a Zoom meeting. Um, so I emailed, you know, those organizations that were willing to help. And we got a response from Ian Redman, famous mm -hmm. conservationist who's willing to chip in and help with his expertise. Uh, Vervet Monkey Foundation said he'll get back to me on Tuesday. He's at a conference. The Monkey Helpline said we'll chip in, offer any advice or assistance necessary. Then obviously Born Free is so who spearheaded the petition and the letter is going to participate. We have Tim Ajax from the Oklahoma Primate Sanctuary who actually managed, if you believe it or not, a large population of snow macaques south of San Antonio. Oh, wow. So he was, it was amazing. So he knows how to take a very large population and sterilize them to keep them under control. So he's willing to supervise and sit in on that. And we're waiting to hear back from a couple more organizations. Um, however, I'm hopeful. We have great people that want to help the people of the island. They want to help the monkeys. And do it with some real science behind it. So these people so, actually not only know what to do, but have done it and they're being ignored. Yeah, that's gotta, that's, that's gotta change. That's definitely gotta change. So Missy, thank you so much. 
Thank you. It's always nice talking with you. Well, for, sh for shedding light on this, and I, I hope I hope we can help. Um, so we will end it here. Um, I hope people have enjoyed the show and learned a little something. And I will be posting links so people can read up on it and hopefully contact the government and the Nature Foundation and try to do something about that. That that would be great. Um, and also, I would encourage people to tune in to other shows on All About Animals Radio. They cover a whole bunch of issues, um, wildlife, domestic animals, uh, a lot of things that you won't hear on the media, but you can learn from. So with that, I Thank you. And then one last note, I do want to say it's the Eco Agricultural and Research Development Group that is willing to come to the table to talk to us. Okay. So the agricultural people who say, yes, let's talk and we're going to try to get in front of the government. So we're seeing baby steps to coming together and it has started with the local farmers, which is good news. Okay. Well, I got my fingers crossed. I got yeah, my me too. Fingers, I'm fingers. optimistic. I, I got my fingers crossed. I didn't even know about vervet monkeys until I was able to come down and see the ones in Florida. And that was unbelievable. And, um, you know, we do share a lot of our DNA with primates. Just a reminder to people that, uh, I mean, I'm against killing any kind of species, but, you know, if you weren't really want to talk about a species that we really should you know, have a greater understanding and uh, patience um, with it would be primates. And of course, we're not the only species on planet Earth. I know a lot of us act like we are and think and hope like we are, but we're really not. You know, planet Earth is for, for all the species here. So I hope everyone has learned that there's a difference between invasive um, and destructive and non-native that is not destructive. So, so with that, that is a wrap. Thank you, Miss. Very much. I'll talk nice to you later. Day.